This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Man, it's Monday. Let's let it rip, Dano. Yeah, yeah a lot of uh, a busy news weekend. Uh, the the fake bombshell story, of course, uh, Friday night leaked by the New York Times or, or based on leaks by the New York Times uh, from the FBI about Donald Trump was the subject of a counterintelligence investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a damning report, but not for the media reasons that they are trying to gaslight you and tell you why. This is going to be devastating for the Bureau. I want to go into that today. I also got a lot more uh, stacked news weekend, uh, weekend. Let's get right to it. On today's show brought to you by buddies at WaxRx. You all know how much I appreciate my sponsors. I only deal with good companies, products, and services I can use. Uh, WaxRx is a product I use often. It's not the sexiest product to talk about, but as I've told you, I had to deal with your wax buildup in my prior line of work where I used an earpiece, and also today where I use an earpiece whenever you're on television. As Joe knows, you got to stick that earpiece in your ear. So if you get earwax buildup, which I get uh, often, we all get, uh, you, you have to get it out or else it's hard to hear. Now, the problem is you're not supposed to stick those cotton swabs inside your ear. That is, uh, it even says it on the back. Do not do that. It's for the outside of your ear. So how do you clean your ears out? Well, listen to a customer review I got. Uh, this is an email we received about WaxRx. I used to have to go to the doctor twice a year to get rid of my stubborn, hard earwax. With my rising cost of health care and thus double deductible, I'd have to spend $60 per visit, that's $120 per year, to treat my ears. Now I can do it myself with WaxRx and a significant savings that doesn't require me to miss a half a day of work. Thanks, WaxRx. Right now, you can try the WaxRx system by typing in, check this out, go! WaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. Use the offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping. That's GoWaxRx.com. Offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping. Don't wait. You have no idea what you might be missing because of inner earwax. Who knows? It might just change your life. GoWaxRx.com. Offer code DAN. Yeah! Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this United Kingdom connection and the spying operation on Trump must be really, really bad. Really bad. My guess is this story. Now, Joe, do you, do you, are you aware of what happened on Friday? The listeners, in case you missed it. Yeah, fill us in there, The New Dan. York Times in a Friday um, news dump on the FBI um, has a leaked story from FBI sources claiming that after the firing of Jim Comey in May of 2017, that the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, opened up a counterintelligence investigation against Trump himself. <laughs> There it is, baby. There it is for being uh, under influence of the Russians. Now, this is a devastating story. The media is painting it up to be a devastating story because they want you to. Excuse me. The the media wants you to believe that this is uh, allegations that the Russians uh, had some kind of influence over Donald Trump. You have to read about. Two thirds to three quarters of a way down to the story until you find out that there is absolutely no evidence of that. 
This is a very damning story, folks, but for the wrong reasons for the FBI. It is a damning story because it now shows that the government was weaponized to spy on Donald Trump. Regular listeners to this show may say, well, what's new here, Dan? What's new is we... Because some of you don't, some of you understand that we didn't get it. I got a lot of emails this weekend, Mm -hmm. received a bunch of them from people saying, hey, what's the, so the FBI targeted Trump. We've known that forever. What's the, what's the issue? The issue here is that they targeted Trump. Remember, we were told during multiple uh, 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 questions and Q&A sessions and leaked testimonies that the FBI wasn't investigating Trump. They were investigating the Trump team. That's why I always put that in my tweet, that, that caveat investigations against the Trump team. Now we know they targeted him personally. Now, what's going on here? Why does this matter to you? And why do we need to be really concerned? Mm -hmm. Folks, this piece acknowledges the setup by the New York Times. It acknowledges that the Bureau had opened up a formal counterintelligence investigation into the President of the United States, and it gives three reasons why they did so. All three are utterly and completely absurd. I have a really good piece uh, from Molly Hemingway. It's uh, it's it's terrific. It's at the Federalist. I encourage you to read it today in the show notes. And it lays out the three reasons. Now, don't don't laugh as I lay out the three reasons that the FBI just decided on their own to investigate a sitting president. The, the, the three reasons are a farce and a joke. We'll get to that first. I'm going to get to what's really going on and what they're hiding here and why there's the, the FBI is leaking this story now in a second. Here are the three reasons. First, according to the New York Times piece, again, framed nicely by Molly Hemingway in this piece, Mr. Trump had caught the attention of FBI counterintelligence uh, agents when he called on Russia during a campaign news conference in July of 2016 to hack into the emails of his opponent. That did not happen, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump did not ask the Russians to hack Hillary's email. You understand the New York Times is making this up. Let me read to you the quote. Probably not the greatest quote in the world, but at no point does President Trump ask the Russians or candidate Trump at the time to hack Hillary's emails. Here it is. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you'll be able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing, he said, referring to the deleted emails from the private account of Hillary Clinton. I think you'll be rewarded mightily by the press. Now, to any sentient being (laughs) with an IQ above 75, this is clearly a joke. Maybe you may not like the joke. Fine. That Hillary Clinton deleted her emails and that the Russians may have gotten a hold of them. At no point in that verbatim quote I just gave you does President Trump ask the Russians to hack Hillary's emails. This is a made up. You understand this is made up. (laughs) So to be clear, Joe, the FBI starts an investigation into Donald Trump personally because because they say he he requested that the Russians were going to hack Hillary's email. That is not the case. That is not what happened. The FBI and whoever leaked that to the New York Times is making this up. That is not what happened. Bad joke? Maybe. Bad joke based on the fact that Hillary Clinton did, in fact, delete 30,000 emails. And people I've told you on the inside, I know personally, who have direct experience with the server, who have told me there was a highly likely probability that foreign, uh, foreign operators were reading Mrs. Clinton's emails. She deleted the 30,000 emails. He's making a joke also about the press interest in finding these 30,000 emails. I'm not defending the joke. You don't have to like it. 
Mm. But you're going to start an FBI investigation? About? Why didn't they start an investigation when, when Barack Obama shook Dmitry Medvedev's hands? And, I'll have a little bit more flexibility after the election. Yeah. Joe, why wasn't there an FBI investigation I there? I don't know, Dan. And Joe, let me ask you a pretty simple question. Yes, now, the media is so dumb and the liberal activists promoting this collusion hoax are so stupid. Uh-huh. Joe, if you were a candidate for president and were working with the Russians as a Russian agent <laughs> to hack Hillary's emails, would you stand up at a press conference and make a joke about it? Just a question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Thank you, Chucky. The most appropriately timed Chucky drop ever. With that, does this make any sense? Of course it doesn't. No. This is the media now fabricating a reason. So that's reason one. Now, I'm going to tell you what they're doing. Don't go anywhere. Why they're doing this. Reason number two they gave in the piece. That Mr. Trump had refused to criticize Russia on the campaign trail praising President Putin. So what? So what? This happens all the time. This happens all the time. This, these are for simple foreign policy differences. This is a matter of, 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 a, of a difference of opinion on foreign policy. By the way, regardless of you, uh, what you, you feel our appropriateness or lack of appropriateness of our dealings with Russia and the Trump administration, Trump has been harder on Russia than Obama. Remember the Obama, the Hillary Clinton reset? Dude, I'll have more flexibility after the election. Obama and Medvedev. Folks, did you miss any of this? Do you understand what's going on here? We have a fully weaponized yeah. operation on, amongst the Federal Bureau of Investigation that is investigating a sitting president because they don't like his foreign policy and he made a joke. Do you understand how dangerous and damaging this is? The third reason. This one's the worst one of all. And investigators had watched with alarm as the Republican Party softened its convention platform on the Ukraine crisis in a way that seemed to benefit Russia. That is a myth that has been debunked repeatedly over and over and over again. I encourage you to read Byron York's piece that's linked in Molly Hemingway's piece about this nonsense, made up, fabricated, garbage talking point. Even if it wasn't garbage, if the GOP decides to change its foreign policy platform towards a foreign country, and his platform, that is none of the FBI's business. Listen, I love you guys and women in the FBI I worked with. You were great people. But to the management at the FBI, you need to resign and find a new line of work if you believe it is your job to police the foreign policy alternatives of presidential candidates. Get out of the line of work. Turn in your badge and your firearm immediately. Surrender your, ta- your, 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 your pension. Surrender your salary. And surrender your position tomorrow. You are a danger to the republic if you believe this i am being deadly serious on this i was a federal agent too i said on fox and friends this morning i understand the awesome power of having the ability to take away someone's freedom it is a frightening power when abused if you believe for a second your role in the fbi is to police the foreign policy choices of a presidential candidate then get the hell out and get out right now You are a danger, an existential threat to the republic. Anyone who believes that. That is not your job. That was never your job. It's not your job to police the humor choices of a presidential candidate, however off color you think they are, during a presidential campaign. Not your job.
that softening of the Ukraine position has been debunked. It goes back to a an activist from Texas who was a uh, had was on the platform committee at the, when the GOP was putting together their platform, who suggested that they put in into the platform that we arm the Ukrainians against the Russians. The language about arming was changed. By the way, this was all none. Of, by the way, Joe, none of this is in the Democrat platform. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, none of, nothing about helping the Ukrainians fight the Russians was in the Democrat platform at all. The GOP platform was not changed. One activist wanted to add some language about arming, and the arming language was taken out and replaced with, with resources, like a, a little lesser kind of less hostile language. It had nothing to do with a changing of the platform. The platform condemned Russia, condemned Russia repeatedly, and provided that we were going to help the Ukrainians fight back against the Russian incursion in Crimea and eastern Ukraine. That is a myth. It's debunked. The lady who introduced the language has debunked it. The GOP's debunked it. This is made up. And even if it was true... Party platforms change all the time for all kinds of reasons. FBI management, folks, this is none of your business. None. Dude. I I know this is scary stuff. These three reasons are completely made up. Read the Molly Hemingway piece in the show notes. You will see how ugly this story is. It's the frivolous Bureau of Investigation at this point. For, uh, <laughs> maybe the new acronym yeah. for these people at the top, at least frivolous nonsense. I mean, are you serious? Now, what's really going on? You may be saying to yourself now, I know because you are very smart. I read all your emails and you all get it. Why would someone at the FBI leak to the New York Times that they investigated the president of the United States? based on, as Joe just accurately, accurately said, frivolous nonsense. Why would you leak a story like this, knowing that when you, meet, when you put all the media spin, which is all total garbage, by the way, aside, when you put aside the media spin and garbage, why would they leak a story that makes them look bad, that makes the FBI look like it investigated Donald Trump because they just didn't like him? Because, folks... I'm telling you right now, there are two things coming down the pipeline that are going to be devastating to the Bureau. The FBI needs to get out ahead. Remember, the Bureau is in right now a really, really bad spot. Their choice is bad narrative, worse narrative, or catastrophic narrative, okay? There are no good narratives that are going to come out once the FISA redactions are taken out, when Trump uh, unredacts and discloses what was in the FISA documents. And there are going to be no good options when the IG report on the FBI malfeasance during the Trump investigation. Remember, we haven't seen that report yet. Once that comes out, there's going to be nowhere for the Bureau to go and nowhere for them to hide and nowhere for the DOJ people to hide either. It's already bad enough. So the Bureau now is trying to give the bad narrative instead of the worst narrative and the catastrophic narrative. And the bad narrative is this, Joe. The bad narrative is he fired Jim Comey, playing into Russian hands to sow discord. Mark my words, you're going to see this. He played into Russian hands, sowing discord by firing Jim Comey. We, we suspected based on a number of, of, of his public statements that he could have been a Russian agent. Here's the information we based it on. And they're going to try to spin it their way to make it look like, I, I don't know any easier way to say this. My bad. 
Like the kids talk these yeah. days, right? Sorry. Yeah. Nelson Muntz. <laughs> From the Simpsons. <laughs> this is, this is, understand, this is it. Oh, it was an honest mistake, folks. These are these three reasons. They're all nonsense. They're all, maybe we got suckered a little bit, but there was nothing here. No, no, that is not the real story. The real story are people at the top hated this guy. They were working clearly in conjunction with a bunch of people who should not have been involved in the United States politics, notably the UK. When it comes out, it's going to look like an international operation to spy on and take down the Trump team. And the FBI wants the my bad narrative. The FBI wants the Nelson Munson narrative. <laughs> Sorry, we screwed up. They don't want the real narrative that this was a deliberate uh, attack on the Trump team in conjunction with international actors in a way to circumvent U.S. law to spy on for political reasons and take the Trump team down because people at the FBI did not agree with Donald Trump and didn't like him. That's a fact, Jack. They are hiding this. Now, I have a bunch of stories today in the show notes that I, I please, I need you to read. Some of them are older. From May of last year, one by Jeff Carlson that was in the market's work and one by Chuck Ross in the Daily Caller. That explains what I think they're hiding and they're trying to get out ahead of. They're using the Nelson Muntz, my bad narrative, because when the report comes out by the IG and the redactions are unredacted by Trump, so we can see what was in the FISA, an international spying operation on Donald Trump is going to look, come out and is going to be exposed and is going to be devastating. So the reasons for that international spying operation, the FBI is going to have to say, oh, look back at that New York Times report from last Friday. We, you know, it was an innocent mistake. We thought he was a Russian agent. Look, even the New York Times said so. Somebody is trying to get out ahead of this and they are using their media enablers, these sick looney tunes in the media to get this narrative out in advance that there was a suspicion that Trump was a Russian agent. That's why they did this. Joe, is this making sense? Please tell me you understand this. This is critical. big, sadly. Yeah, big, big sense. This is critical you get this. Yeah, man. All right, now I'm going to walk you through this now. And this is going to, oh, by the way, one more thing. I didn't mention the second part of this. I said there were two things happening. Number one is going to be, there's going to be a devastating IG report and FISA redactions that are going to show this international conspiracy to spy on Donald Trump. But secondly, a lot of folks are starting to leak out, Joe, that the Mueller mm. report is going to be deeply underwhelming, that the Mueller report is going to have a lot of speculation yeah. and nonsense in there, but is not going to point to any hard collusion at all. Now, of course, none of this is a mystery to you. You know, collusion was fake from the start. Collusion's fake now. Collusion was fake yesterday. Collusion is fake today. Collusion will be fake tomorrow. It's a hoax narrative. The problem is once the Mueller report comes out and confirms that collusion was a myth. The Democrats are going to be in a world of trouble because they have hung their hats on this. Even people who I think are read in what's going on are starting to play down what's in the Mueller report now. Chris Coons and others, Senator from Delaware, Democrat Senator, starting to play this stuff down. I think they're preparing the public for an underwhelming Mueller report. Now, Carl Bernstein, kind of on CNN, famous investigative reporter who can't stand Donald Trump and has basically lost most of his credibility, had said on CNN that he thinks the Mueller report's going to indicate that Trump 
through his efforts and public statements regarding the Russia investigation, was assisting the Russians in sowing discord in the United States. Think about this. Think about the strategic sickness but elegance of this by the Democrats. Alleged collusion you know is fake against Trump. Start a special counsel investigation to investigate Trump for collusion you know is fake. Trump talks about the fake collusion, then used Trump's speeches and tweets about the fake collusion to allege that he was helping the Russians by sowing discord in the United States by obstructing an investigation into collusion that didn't happen. Genius. Jeez. Do you understand the strategic sickness, the, 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 the derangement of these people? Bernstein probably knows something. That is going to be the Mueller probe. Now, that's going to be underwhelming because it's going to point to no evidence of collusion at all. And he's going to, Mueller is going to try to create another fake narrative because Mueller's lost all credibility. Mueller has lost his investigation's a joke. It's a farce. It's a disgrace. It's an unethical, immoral investigation. Mueller's career's ended in shame. But he needs to save himself, Mueller. So his new charge is going to be that it's Trump's continued talk against this fake collusion probe that is fed into Russian hands to sow discord in the United States. You heard it here first. Timestamp it, Joe. You got it. Timestamp it. Yep. That is what you're going to hear. And the Democrats know that although the media will play this up, that's not the narrative. This is not the droids they were looking for. The droids they were looking for was evidence of collusion. Not evidence that Trump fought back against fought back against fake collusion charges. All right, let me read this because I want to get this is going to blow your mind. What's next? Here's what they're really hiding. That's going to be very damaging. All right, before we get to that, um, today's show also brought to you by Harry's. Folks, listen, Harry's is the best. I'm serious. I get emails about Harry's razors all the time. You will not find a closer shave for the price. You are wasting your money right now with all of these fancy gizmos and all of this other stuff. You're wasting your money on razors that I'm telling you will not shave you as cleanly as Harry's. I shave in the morning. I am good. My facial hair grows like crazy. I think because I take a lot of collagen. With Harry's, it is such a close shave. I am good. I shave in the morning. I'm good for TV hits at night. Harry's can save you about $100 a year if you're a regular shaver. Most of us are. Take better care of yourself. Harry's products have won tons of awards, including a 2018 Esquire Grooming Award. They'll keep you looking and feeling great. It is a fine-looking razor for the price. I can't say enough about it. Closest shave possible. Harry's wants you to start the new year off right. They created a uh, trial offer. Claim yours by going to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com uh, slash Bongino. Harry's dot com slash Bongino. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks, vibrating heads, these flexi balls, or these ridiculous handles that look like bicycle 10-speed uh, handles, look like spaceships. These tactics are all garbage. <laughs> and they, all they want you to do is they're used to raise prices, and they don't even give you a close shave. I know I've tried a lot of these crappy ones. They fixed that, Harry's, by combining a simple, clean, elegant design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. They have a world-class blade factory in Germany. It's been making quality blades for over 95 years. They've received over 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Replacement cartridges are just $2 each. They don't have upcharges there. 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know they'll give you a full refund. You won't. You'll send me an email about how awesome Harry's is, and you'll save money. Don't waste money on garbage blades. Harry's is the best, the finest in the business. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. 
with a, it's a weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel. Love that stuff. Don't get that razor burn. Tra- and a travel blade cover. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash Bongino. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash Bongino to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. Okay. Here's what they're hiding. They're hiding their relationship with the United Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I have told you from the start that there was an international operation with multiple players involved in multiple countries and former intelligence officials to circumvent U.S. laws on spying on American citizens as a way around it to spy on Donald Trump using foreign intelligence actors. Now, none of this is new, but I wanted to tell you this because I have some older articles here that show you the relationship here. Let me walk you through this. In this, remember I told you about Mike Flynn last week, how I believe this all started with Mike Flynn, yeah. the Russian narrative with Mike Flynn. Yeah. Uh, Mike Flynn was a target of the Obama administration. Mike Flynn was the deputy, uh, excuse me, the Defense Intelligence Agency uh, head during the Obama administration. Mike Flynn was an enemy of the Iran deal. He became a target of the Obama administration. The Obama administration needed a way to discredit Mike Flynn. What better way to discredit Mike Flynn than to claim he was a traitor guilty of treason collaborating with the Russians? This started a while back with Mike Flynn, the Russian narrative. I don't believe it started initially just with Donald Trump. I think it started as a test run on Mike Flynn. How do we know this? So just to be clear, we're saying the Obama administration's trying to figure out a way to discredit people. I believe Flynn is the first one of the bunch. They discredit them by saying, hey, he has Russian ties. He gets invited, Mike Flynn back in uh, 2014, to speak at a Cambridge intelligence seminar. This is when Flynn is first creeping on the, remember, he's the DIA director then. Mm -hmm. He's first creeping on the radar back in uh, 2014 of the Obama administration as one of their political enemies. So all of a sudden, they need a way to tie Mike Flynn to the Russians to paint Flynn as an uncredible source. Conveniently, he gets invited to speak at an intelligence seminar, Cambridge Intelligence Seminar, over where, Joe? In London. Remember mm-hmm. the umbrella topic we're talking about? Yep. The UK, United, United States intelligence ties in an effort to spy on Trump to circumvent our laws, get to basically get the UK to do their dirty work. I'm never going to be allowed in the UK again, by the way. Yeah. I'm serious. I will not go there. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to go there. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I don't want to sound like some kind of wacko, but I'm serious. Like the way, the, after hearing all these stories, I'm like terrified to travel anymore because this stuff actually happened. I can't believe it happened in, in, in what are generally democratic free countries. He gets invited to speak at this Cambridge intelligence seminar back in 2014. At that intelligence seminar, there are allegations, Joe, that what happened? Oh, a Russian, some woman by the name of Lakova. They had some inappropriate contact at this Russian. Keep in mind, no one else seems to know. uh, uh, No one else has any knowledge that these were inappropriate contacts at all. The DIA guy who's there with Flynn says, I didn't notice anything at all. But there's some allegations start to creep out that this woman, her last name is Lakova, that her and Flynn had some inappropriate contact at that Cambridge intelligence seminar. In other words, a whisper campaign against Flynn starts to develop. The Russians are here. The Russians are here. The Russians are here. They got their claws in Mike Flynn, who just conveniently happens to be an ideological opponent of the Barack Obama administration. Now, who is involved with that Cambridge Intelligence Seminar? Who sits, who are members of it? 
Oh, Stefan Halper, the very same Central Intelligence Agency spy who has been reported to be constantly pushing Carter Page and George Papadopoulos about Russian. Hey, what do you guys know about the Russians? What do you know about the Russians? In other words, a spy working for Obama administration intelligence officials to try and probe uh, and intersect with the Trump team to get information about the Russians. It's Halper who is alleged by the media excuse me, by people who, who know him, if you read the Chuck Ross piece and the Jeff Carlson piece, it is Halper who is alleged to have leaked to the media that Flynn's uh, appearance at this intelligence seminar that he's a part of in 2014 that he had some contact with a Russian woman. <gasps> the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming again. What are you just telling you? This was the Obama administration MO from the start. Modus operandi was clear. Have a spy, a spy working for our intelligence community, interact with someone in, uh, from the United States you want to spy on, in this case, Flynn, invite them somewhere, just like he invited, uh, uh, Halper invited Carter Page to speak at a seminar, just like he invited George Papadopoulos to London. All this stuff seems to happen in London where U.S. Uh, laws would not apply Either bring up some contact with the Russians or introduce them to some kind of Russian. In other words, Lakova or spy on them at the thing and indicate that he had some inappropriate contact with the Russians. And where does the information go, Joe? You would think it would go mm. through appropriate channels, right? You'd if that think. was the case, if I had yeah. some allegations that you spoke as as the Defense Intelligence Agency director mm -hmm. at a seminar and you were uh, dealing inappropriately with a Russian. Joe, don't you think I'd report that through official channels? I would hope so. That's not what happened, no. buddy. Devin <laughs> no. Nunes has said it repeatedly. There was no official intelligence used to start these investigations. Where did they uh, send the, intelli the intelligence to? They sent it to the media. Starting to seed the media with leaked stories about Flynn and the Russians. Flynn later uh, starts speaking out for the Trump uh, campaign. All of a sudden, this whisper campaign heats up in the media. And who is alleged to be the source of the media about Flynn was dealing with this Russian woman at this seminar we invited him to? Stefan Halper. The same guy working on behalf of the administration to constantly target members of the Trump team. Now. I have this article in the show notes, too. Conveniently, in December of 2016, right after the election of Donald Trump, that same seminar Flynn is invited to speak at, where Halper rats him out for something that didn't happen. Halper and a guy by the name of Richard Dearlove, the former head of uh, the British spy agency MI6, they both resign from the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar. <laughs> Why do they resign? <gasps> Russian influence. Oh my oh. gosh, we got to get out of here. This place is, has heavy Russian influence. Now, let me read to you a piece. This is from the Chuck, uh, Chuck Ross piece. While working as a spy for the FBI, Stefan Halper interacted on multiple occasions with the media, both on the record and according to a University of Cambridge researcher as an anonymous background source. Those media interactions, which occurred between December 2016 and March 2017, could be a cause for concern for the FBI. Halper was also an unnamed source for allegations about former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn, according to a Russian-British researcher at Cambridge, Svetlana Lakova. This is the same lady. Do you see what they're doing here? 
The yeah. Obama administration puts their political enemies in or around people who are uh, uh, Russian or around their own spies that probe them around Russians. They develop fake nonsense stories about inappropriate relationships and emails, and they leak them to the media in an effort to get the media to push for a special counsel, which happened after the election. Don't you find it awfully odd that Halper and Richard Dearlove, the head of MI6, who knows Christopher Steele well, as a matter of fact, according to Jeff Carlson and the piece, and it's all, by the way, all of this is in my book, if you want it all laid out in like a police file type format, Spygate, check it out. Um, again, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep uh, hitting you with the book, but it's all there. We put a lot of homework into this. Dear Love, Richard Dear Love, who sits with Halper on this seminar Flynn was invited to and is alleged to have conducted inappropriate contact with this Russian, according to Halper at least. Dear Love is alleged to be the person who told Christopher Steele to go to the British authorities with the dossier information. He knows Steele. He was Christopher Steele's boss. Steele's working for Hillary Clinton. They push Russian contacts and they leak it through the media. This is great. Here. This is about about Dear Love. Dear Love. He said he advised Steele and Burroughs, Christopher Steele, to work discreetly with a top British government official or pass along information to the FBI. Dear Love described Steele as the go-to person on Russia. So just to be clear, a former head of British MI6, Richard Dear Love, who sits on this seminar they invited Flynn to, they invite Flynn there, they then allege Flynn had inappropriate contact with a Russian woman. It's fake, it's false, it's made up. They then resign Dear Love and Stefan Halper after the election of Trump from the same board claiming the Russians were influencing it inappropriately. It's alleged that the exact same time Halper starts leaking to the media and becomes a source for the media about the Trump administration and Russian contacts. By the way, that was his event. He was the one, Dear Love was involved in, uh, in, in, in getting this event going. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's so, I, I'm, I'm, I've got, <laughs> how this, uh, how some entrepreneurial media type is not looking into this is just beyond disturbing. It really is, folks. It's so, so bad. Now, a lot of you have asked, who's the, the grand poobah here? Who's the one coordinating all this? Folks, Listen, there's no easy answer to that. The hallmark of a conspiracy theory, as I've said repeatedly, are easy answers. There are never easy answers in government. There are people with sometimes symbiotic motives, sometimes conflicting motives. A lot of these motives are political. Some are just uh, visceral. Some people just can't stand other people in government and want to see them pay a price. But I can tell you, I believe there are a number of key players. I believe Flynn was a key player on the, the protagonist side. I believe Brennan was a key player on the antagonist side. But one guy who keeps creeping up his name under the radar that you might not have heard for a long time, uh, who's interesting in this case. And I say interesting because the connections here are deep. Is a, a one, It's a company by the name of Hacklett, but the people who sit on that board of Hacklett are fascinating. 
Hacklet is a, a, a fusion GPS type firm, a private market firm stacked with former British officials. And on that Hacklet board sit some very interesting folks. When Halper wrote a book, as a matter of fact, Stefan Halper, Halper authored two books. This is the spy working to set up the Trump team and Mike Flynn. He authored, he authored those two books with a guy who sits on the board of Hacklett and is their U.S. representative. Remember, Hacklett are a bunch of former uh, U.K. spies and uh, intelligence-connected people who work in the U.K. So Halper, the spy working to set up with the Trump team, wrote a book with the U.S. Imba- US uh, liaison for Hacklett. Alexander Downer who has that infamous sit-down with George Papadopoulos, is a former board uh, former board member for Hacklett. Dear Love, the former head of MI6, is deeply connected to a number of people involved with Hacklett. Christopher Steele is associated with Hacklett. All these people work for this former Fusion GPS-type firm, which seems like a perfect way to do an end-around around official intelligence channels by running it through a private operation. Now, it gets worse, folks. Sir Andrew Wood, who is a former British ambassador. Think about all the, I'm talking about again, how this is a devastating United Kingdom foreign intelligence operation designed to take down the Trump team. Sir Andrew Wood, a former uh, UK ambassador, is alleged to be the one who passes the information to John McCain's team. Through David Kramer, the dossier information. Dear Love and Halper, again, Dear Love, former head of MI6, starts the intelligence seminar operation that they invite, uh, you know, Flynn to talk at. Bob Hannigan, former director of the British NSA, the GCHQ. Rushes to meet with John Brennan in the summer of 2016, quote, at the director level to talk about very serious information they have. Right after that, Brennan goes and briefs politicians, including Harry Reid up on Capitol Hill, about information that only appeared in the dossier. Ladies and gentlemen, what is this telling you? It is so obvious at this point. The United Kingdom is knee deep in this. This is what they are hiding. The FBI is getting out and trying to run interference with this story on Friday by painting a bad Nelson Muntz type narrative because these people at the top are going to claim they got snookered too. Everybody's going to be looking for a way out soon. Here's a quote about that infamous meeting between Bob Hannigan, the British NSA head, known as the GCHQ. That summer, GCHQ's end head, Bob Hannigan, flew to the U.S. to personally brief Chief uh, CIA Chief John Brennan. The matter was deemed so important that it was handled at, quote, the director level, face-to-face between the two agency chiefs. The meeting between Hannigan and Brennan appears somewhat unusual. Hannigan's U.S. counterpart was not CIA Director Brennan. Hannigan's U.S. counterpart was Mike Rogers. NSA director in the United States, Mike Rogers, the very same guy who exposed abuses 
of the NSA database being used to spy on people. In other words, Rogers is a good guy. The UK probably figures it out. He's not a, quote, team player. So they have to go to who? The biggest rat of all, John Brennan, who they know is a total political hack and will work with them. Oh, boy. Oh, here's another great line. Talking about Dear Love. I said this before, but this is important. Dear Love, former head of MI6. Dear Love advised Steele and Burroughs, these are the two partners in the, the dossier, to work discreetly with a top British government official to pass along that information to the FBI about Trump. Who's that top official? Who's that top official at the FBI? I mean, excuse me, in the British government. Folks, this thing is ugly. It is really ugly. Now, Lisa Page's testimony, the FBI lawyer, which we covered last week, which Jeff Carlson at the Epoch Times got a, got a hold of. In Page's testimony, she seems to indicate that Brennan knew about the dossier earlier than even the FBI. Suggesting what? That this was a sophisticated information laundering operation being run through private actors, hacklet and fusion in circumvention of official channels. Because why, folks? And being passed through John Brennan, who then passed it to political folks up, folks up on the hill, not through official channels, because the information was garbage. Don't you see what's going on? The Bureau is trying to get out ahead of this with this Friday story. Oh, man, look, we got taken by this, too. Because what's going to eventually come out is a bunch of non-official, non-state actors, some state actors through unofficial channels, worked outside of the normal means of communication because the information was false. Many of them knew it was false and discredited. If they ran it through official channels, it would be discredited and debunked. And uh, debunked. So what did they do? They ran it through companies like Hacklet People, Fusion, using their contacts to shake trees, pass it to John McCain's staff over at David Kramer, pass it to Jonathan Weiner over at the State Department, pass it through Sidney Blumenthal, pass it to Bruce Orr, through Christopher Steele. You see how none of this mm -hmm. is this is entirely atypical. This has meant our official intelligence channels to stop fake information to making it in front of the president's desk. You see now why that PDB, the presidential daily brief and the Nunes press conference in March of 2017 were so devastating when Nunes comes out after reviewing information kept only at the White House. And he says. This was stuff here entirely unrelated to Russia. What he probably saw was briefs the president was getting kept at the White House, cataloged at the White House because they thought Hillary Clinton would want, run, uh, win and they could scrap it. That indicated that Barack Obama was getting unvetted, unofficial channel intelligence onto his desk as a reason and a means to politically spy on Trump. It is obvious what's happening here. Now, I want you to keep a name in mind here. One of Obama's former ambassadors to the United Kingdom, who has deep connections to Obama and the Chicago political operation, is a guy by the name of Louis Sussman. Louis Sussman was a board member on Hacklet as well. This is a guy with deep ties to the Obama administration. Folks, Hacklett has a number of highly suspicious players involved in its board who I believe were political players working through these channels, private channels, 
to get and make sure that political information that was unvetted somehow made it to the president. He's an advisory board member on Hacklett, former U.S. ambassador to the U.K. Jonathan Clark, by the way, is the co-author of uh, two of Halper's books. They wrote books together. He is the director of U.S. operations for Hacklett. What a scam. Talk about bad mojo. Jeez, man. You, this is what they're hiding. So just to recap where we were. Friday, the New York Times releases a bombshell that they believe is anti-Trump. But the reality is, if you read the story, it's the FBI in that story that looks horrible. Clearly, they're trying to get out of what they believe to be a major international spy scandal. Their story is going to be, we were duped. They give three reasons why they were duped. Those three reasons are nonsense. They're made up. They're clear foreign policy difference. Trump was light on, went light on Putin. The Ukraine platform was changed uh, to be light on Russia. It wasn't. That's a debunked story. And that Trump asked uh, the Russians to hack Hillary's emails. He didn't. The FBI is thirsty for a reason right now. So they had to make up those three reasons. Those are going to be their story. And they're sticking to it as to why they spied on a president of the United States. They're doing it. Because the ties to the United Kingdom. Did I, did I make this clear, folks? Uh, forgive me. I don't. Again, I I I, I want to make sure you understand this because this story is this. It's the spy story of the millennium. Mm. It is. This was an international spy ring in conjunction with foreign actors we thought were friendly to the United States who got involved for a number of reasons. I lay out in the book. The uh, Trump's platform on terrorism, I uh, believe Brexit had a lot to do with it. These foreign actors got involved in a U.S. political race to assist Hillary and Obama and attack Donald Trump, and they got caught. It's as simple as that. Nearly every significant player in this investigation, Halper, Downer, Steele, Dear Love, Brennan, has some connection to a U.K. or London-based operation that went on. Where does Victoria Nuland, the Obama administration State Department uh, crony, where does she where does she approve the meeting for between uh, uh, Gata from the FBI? Where does she approve the meeting to happen and steal in London? Everything happens. in Where's the Papadopoulos meeting with Downer about the alleged Russian emails? London. Where's Mifsud who tells Papadopoulos allegedly about Hillary's emails? Where are his connections? His connections are to UK intelligence. Just look at the pictures on the internet. Claire Smith, the Link Campus in Rome, where they uh, Claire Smith for a, 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 a big heavy in the um, you know a, a heavy influence. I mean, uh, in the UK intelligence community, the, the, she has they have photos together on the internet. Mm. This was a setup. Players from the UK were heavily involved in this. Obama's deeply connected ambassador to the United Kingdom, who knows the whole Chicago machine, Sussman, sits on the board of a company that is tied to nearly every significant player in this international spy operation. Hannigan, the head of the British NSA, comes over to fly to talk to Brennan. He doesn't talk to Rogers because Rogers is a good guy. Hannigan talks to him about what? About the Trump team and their spying efforts. Conveniently, right after Trump's inaugurated president, what does Hannigan do, Joe? Hannigan resigns Mm. unexpectedly. 
There's even suspicion based on public press reports that he did so because he got caught in a major international spying operation. Now does it make sense why when Trump said he was going to redact the FISA documents, show what was the reason we held back? Because the UK yeah. and other foreign actors complain. They've been exposed. The FBI is trying to get out ahead of this. All right, uh, let me get to a few other things here. Um, today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. Hey, everyone, 2018's in the books, which means that turkey neck and double chin are not getting better by just ignoring them. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Unfortunately, <laughs> they'll be getting worse. So if you missed out on GenuCell's outrageous Christmas sale, today is your lucky day because now the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free when you order GenuCell for under eye bags and puffiness. My mother-in-law loves this stuff. Loves it. It's, it. This stuff works. It's the real deal. But wait, Paula, you laughing in there? Yeah, you can hear her laughing. We got like a video running at the same time. We're testing some stuff. She's, she loves it because she knows it. Here are, here are also three free gifts you will get for the next two weeks only. The GenuCell immediate effects for results in less than 12 hours. And the, uh, the GenuCell XV, our most advanced collagen builder, anti-wrinkle anti -wrinkle treatment, and Chamonix will even throw in the GenuCell eyelid treatment. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll never look better with this stuff. It's really great. That's three free gifts. But you have to hurry. Text the word YOUNG to 77453 because that's how you'll look. Text the word YOUNG to 77453 or go to GenuCell.com. Go to G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com -E -E in the next 20 minutes, and you also get free expre express shipping. Call or click now. Hurry. Free gifts for a limited time while supplies last. Text YOUNG to 77453 or go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. It's a really great product. I see you messing with the computer in there. My wife. Yeah, we got a lot of surprise. We're trying to work out the kinks on the video side, so we're trying to like do some sim yeah. simulcasting stuff both ways. All right, folks, this is, yeah, this is going to be bad. Uh, they are. That's what they're preparing for. They're preparing for being outed by the FISA redactions. Um, they're also preparing... Uh, for the Mueller report, which is going to be incredibly underwhelming, and they need to get out ahead of this because everybody needs to explain a reason why they were spying on a presidential candidate. You know what? Can I just address one thing, folks? I said this. Uh, I asked permission. Like, you're going to answer back. Yes. Okay, Dan. Go right ahead. Um, so just to show you how disingenuous the media folks are, I was on Fox and Friends this morning, mm -hmm. and something I've said often, and I said on the show this morning as well, one of the things that so deeply disturbs me about this case that we're looking at a spying scandal using law enforcement actors in the United States to take down political opponents is having been a federal agent, you know, my, myself. I mean, you know that, folks. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not here like, yeah. hey, look at me. Is when you're actually there and you put handcuffs on someone and you see the ramifications. of what, These are bad people, granted. I'm not absolving what they did. I'm just telling you my story. I'm just telling you the truth. It bothered me. I know we were doing the right thing. These people were guilty of bank fraud, credit card fraud, counterfeiting, some worse. But I'll never forget hitting a door at five o'clock in the morning with one of my bank fraud investigator buddies and the Nassau County cops. Arresting this guy and seeing his kids in tears, his wife in tears. You put the handcuffs on. He knows his life is over. Or, you know, he, everything's done. You don't bring your phone. You don't bring anything. Whatever you thought your life was is now over. And, you know, you have some empathy. You don't, I want to be clear again, you don't feel bad for what you're doing. But as a human being, you think to yourself, it was tough watching those kids. The kids don't know. 
kids were crying. Daddy, where are you going? And, you know, you're looking at the kid and you know for the rest of the life the kid's going to remember you and associate with, with, with this really traumatic, awful moment. Right. Government scares me, folks. It should scare you too. It's not a conspiracy theory. I'm not suggesting that, you know, the, the, the jackbooted thugs are coming for you tomorrow. I'm simply suggesting that if we allow this to happen and people in our media and people in the Democrat Party don't speak up at what is right now clearly an obvious international spying scandal on a presidential candidate, now the president of the United States, by weaponized government actors who have the power to take your freedom away, then what, what's left? What's left of the republic? Why does any of this matter? And of course, leave it to the liberal media. Hacks, goons, losers on the inside. I tell that story this morning about the handcuffs. And what do they write in their, in uh, in um, a couple of these left-leaning blogs? President uh, Bongino says, don't put the handcuffs on President Trump. It'll bother him. Uh, uh, you're just idiots. Oh, just I... listen to the clip. That's not what I said. You guys are just idiots. You're making yourself look like fools. I'm trying to speak out against the weaponized powers of the federal government, how dangerous they are. That you don't understand that's a reflection on your police state inclinations, not my bad judgment on the air. I know what I said, and I meant it. <sighs> idiots. Okay, um, on, on a couple other topics, there's a lot going on. The government shutdown continues. Uh, listen, buckle up. Get ready for a fight. This could go on a long time, folks. I'm ready. You need to be ready too. We fold here. The Democrats are going to do nothing but build the momentum if they win this fight to impeach President Trump. I know it. You know it. I have an article by Matt Palumbo, my resident fact checker, up on the website at Bongino.com and in the show notes. That's a must read. And I want you to send it around to your liberal friends and ask them what about, what about the articles untrue? The articles about the walls work or not? So the liberals say they're into facts and data. They're not. They're into talking points. But let's use some facts and data. There are some facts and data out there on where walls have been implemented and what happened. So Matt gives two specific examples. The first one being a wall that was con uh, constructed between Hung Hungary, uh, the country Hungary and Croatia when they had a refugee crisis. They built a, and constructed a barrier between Hungary and Croatia. What happened? The population of refugees streaming into the country through that wall dropped 99%. Look at the chart. You don't have to agree with the policy, the approach of Hungary to the situation. That's fine. But when you look at the pure data on obstructions and physical barriers to unmitigated illegal migration into countries, the facts and data are clear. But I know you're not interested in that. Liberals, that is. Secondly, Israel, 2002, West Bank border wall. They had a terrorism problem. They still do. That terrorism issue was cut in half. The terrorism inc incidents after they constructed that border wall in the West Bank. 2010, Israel constructs a border wall uh, on the Egyptian border due to unmitigated refugee flow. Drops from 10,000 to near zero, the flow of refugees into the country. Don't tell me it doesn't work. Argue your case in a different way That because that's not it. Walls don't work is not the issue. The issue is whether you agree with open borders or not. Walls work. It's clear as day. This is a nonsense talking point. It's a short piece by Matt. I have it up at the website. I want you to check it out. Um, another... Uh, a couple of quick news stories here. There's an NLRB ruling. This is a critical rule. The NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, is looking at tossing out a ruling. This is just another one of those stories that makes you wonder why sane people uh, have any allegiance to liberalism at all. It's not for sane people. It's for emotional uh, people who have no allegiance to facts and data. So there was this, uh, uh, this ruling 
the joint employer standard. And the gist of it was the NLRB under Obama wanted to make it easier for people to unionize. So through that, they, they created through this ruling a joint employer standard, meaning if you were a franchisee, that the franchise, if they had any kind of say over how you trained or or policy-wise over your employees, that, that franchisor and the franchisee could be, they were considered a joint employer and the franchise uh, man, the franchise uh, operator could be held accountable. This was done for a simple reason. They wanted to unionize people who work for fast food chains. This is to get union money into Democrat coffers. As simple as that. It was a way to hold McDonald's responsible for McDonald's franchisees. You get yeah, it? Because of the fast turnover, too. That boom, boom, boom. Yes, yeah. yes, ex- exactly. And then, yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah, you remember that show. That was yeah. good. You, this is exactly what happened. They wanted to unionize people. Uh, they needed it. They need these unions. So they, the joint employers standard was implemented. Well, of course, liberalism uh, always backfires and slams them in the face. Well, what happened? Because any kind of a training program sent down from, say, a McDonald's to its franchisees was considered a joint employer thing where McDonald's could be held accountable. What happened? Franchisees were then on the hook for all these training costs. Also, what happened as a result of the joint employer standard? Lawsuits went up 93% because why? People found out now they can not only sue the franchisee, but McDonald's headquarters as well and get maybe a couple million out of them instead. Lawsuits went up through the roof. Training uh, uh, training budgets spiked. One one uh, employer, I was reading a Wall Street Journal piece, said his training costs spiked three hundred percent because that now any association with headquarters central destroying basically the whole franchise model and the benefit for doing so would result in this joint employer implementation. Folks, this was a scam. The Trump administration, thankfully, is looking at getting rid of this. They can't do it quick enough. I encourage you all to speak to your congressman and senator and tell them to uh, get the NLRB to scrap this nonsense, this joint employer standard. It's destroying our economy, costing a ton of money, uh, potentially hundreds of thousands of jobs, too, for small businesses. It's a total nightmare. All right, folks, I appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, Today's an important show. You know, I know it's been going on for a long time. But you have to, this today's show, the purpose of it was to take it out again to 30,000 feet and to look at it from a bird's eye view. What are people hiding? Why was this story leaked on Friday? Where are the connections? Why is it so damaging? That's what this show did today. All roads lead back to a foreign intelligence spying scandal that is going to be a huge black eye in the FBI, and they are trying to get out ahead of this. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show. It's what helps us move up the top charts on iTunes, PodBay, and other measuring metrics that measure top uh, top podcasts around the country. We haven't been out of the top 50 in forever in our category, so we really appreciate it. The subscriptions do that. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iHeart. You can follow there. It is all free to you. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.